Midlife in our 40s and 50s can be a challenging time. So many things are changing. Our bodies, our health, our relationships, our work, our responsibilities, our dreams. We try to balance everything, but sometimes it can be a struggle to keep our bodies calm in the face of adversity, our minds consistent against distractions, and our hearts dependable in defiance of enticement. But what if we gain greater self-knowledge to gain wisdom? Wisdom to acknowledge and handle our ignorance, uncertainties and limitations. Wisdom to know that whilst we can certainly achieve external success using our strengths, we can also gain character acknowledging our weaknesses. And the wisdom to know that whilst a lot is up to us, other factors such as luck, societal expectations and perhaps fate itself conspire to test our journey through midlife. A journey from which we might not only ask, what do I want from life, but what does life want from me? Drawing on a myriad of research from scientific studies, philosophy, life coaching techniques and anecdotal tales, the Midlife Maps podcast provides a reliable source of introductory information for this much understudied and often forgotten period of our lives. So join the Midlife Maps podcast as we find a map to navigate that. You said what? Hey there, my name's Samantha Sashin. And welcome to Midlife Maps, the show for navigating our 40s and 50s. Today, I'm joined by Melinda Ashford, my super duper co-host. And today on our show, we talk about how to confidently talk to anyone. Most of us have been in the situation where we've either missed an opportunity to speak to someone interesting or else said something we've later wished we hadn't. Well, stay with us because we're going to come up with a map to navigate that. But first, we would like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people, the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders owners of the land where we gather today and pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. We recognise their connection to country and the role in caring for and maintaining country over thousands of years. Thanks, Mal. So why can this jungle be tricky? Well, re-entering the world after a devastating pandemic is tricky. We may feel we've lost a little of our ability to confidently chat with others in person. And just because we're in midlife, it doesn't mean we're confident about speaking to others. So sure enough, we can find we've entered the jungle of awkward silences. Silences that cause each person to cast their eyes downwards and become engrossed in fidgeting with anything within grasp. The longer we stay in this jungle, the harder it seems to become to find a way out. So Mel, it reminds me of an example of this kind of awkward silence. A few years ago, my husband and I went on the tram restaurant in Melbourne, a beautiful old world tram where you can have dinner and beautiful settings, velvet curtains, plush plush uh, textures. The only thing is that you're trapped on this tram for about three hours. I love the way you say trapped. I love it. <laughs> so you want to make sure that you are with somebody that you remotely like. <laughs> well, I happen to be with a husband that I do like, so I was okay. But across the way from me was a young couple who I suspect naively, 
were on their first date in a trapped confined. Oh, I can hear their knees shaking. (laughs) Their knees are knocking. Awkward silences. (laughs) Exactly. I don't know. I didn't see in the beginning if they were talking, but let me tell you, for the last two hours of the trip, they weren't talking. It was very, very awkward, and they were looking out the window for the whole time. Literally, I'm not exaggerating, looking out the window consistently for about the last two hours of the trip. And I just, you know, amusement turned into pity because I thought, wow, they don't even have any opening lines or lines of conversation that they can open that they just couldn't think of or maybe they gave up, I don't know. But they were pretty much the first people to uh, rush off the off the tram. Wow. Now, you and I, having been friends for a long time, know that we are talkers and we can talk to anybody. And that's why we're here, folks. <laughs> exactly. So we must say that isn't a particular issue for us. Mm-hmm. However, we do have experience in talking to just about anyone. Mm-hmm. And so I feel that we are kind of qualified in this area to give some tips, which we will get to in a moment. But Mel, have you ever been, I, and I would find this hard to believe, have you ever been in a situation where <laughs> you've had an awkward silence where you just can't think of a way to break it? Look, possibly, not off the top of my head, possibly when I was younger there was a lot of um, awkward silences possibly, but um, starting out in different careers working with customers. Mm. I really do think that that probably set me up as a conversationalist and um, and giving me that ability to open with things or just having, just building that rapport, it, it I must say, is my strength. Um, other <laughs> yes, people might run a mile, but I feel I'm doing a great job. And, um, yeah, it's, I can open with anything, I yes. think. So. Um, you can and, and you do. I can and I do. <laughs> Other people run. Um, but I, th- I think working with people and, and um, having different careers in, with people um, helps. Mm-hmm. Not everyone has that. Mm-hmm. But um, I can see, you know, And but also there's also different settings, probably times where I've been younger, you know, and, and just just it's that expectation internal expectation again um am i going to say the right thing what are they thinking or you know how am i presenting or yes. it's that that struggle with inside so that still goes on a little bit but um a little bit lighter these days yes yeah well that's what happens in midlife isn't it you start mm. to care a little less about what others think which is a i think is a benefit is a bonus yeah. and something that you've earned we've all learned as we as we hit this uh this period in our lives i must say that i think i agree with you in that i think it's a skill that can be learned yeah. definitely no matter your personality type and i agree with you that even you and i who do know how to talk the the legs off chairs even when we were both younger, we, were, we weren't always this way. And I was the similar mm-hmm. where I found it difficult to speak to people that I didn't know. And the partner I was with at the time, he was very good at it. And so I copied what he did. I remembered oh, the okay. opening lines that he would use and I copied it 
and that really helped. And so when we would go to parties, I would deliberately separate from him and make myself go mm-hmm. and speak to strangers and mm-hmm. I would practice it. It's like job interviews. The more that you go to, the the more comfortable you become That's and you, right. you know what to expect. That's right. So I found that that was helpful, that I would actually make myself separate from the people that I knew because, you know, at parties you you can tend to stick with the same group out of comfort and We've and all whatnot. been to those weddings where <laughs> you, you sit yes. on the table with just those yes. people but, gee, you have fun with the other tables where, you know, you, you don't know anyone else and you put on a table. Yes. So it's sink or swim. Yes, it's sink or swim. That's a great analogy. Mm. Exactly. And that's a good... That's a great environment actually to practice these skills mm. a wedding where yes you're you put on a table you may know everyone on the table so you could just stay there mm. or you may not know a couple of people so there's there's a place where you can practice or you can actually get up from the table yeah. and walk over to another table it's all an opportunity it's it, all an opportunity life, it's, it's these opportunities that we get and mm. We've gotten to the stage we are and we've built our confidence and, and I know that there's times, like you said, when you were younger you weren't that person and, and you had, and it was modelled to you. But it's it's growing with confidence and the more you succeed, the more you open up and talk to some other people you go, oh, like you say, repeat and r- rinse and repeat, you'll do it again. Oh, yeah. that worked really well. I'll try that again. And yes. You yeah. take note, don't you, of what mm. works and what <laughs> maybe you shouldn't do. Yeah, that's but right. I, Whilst this jungle can seem daunting to navigate, but it's not daunting if we're equipped with some simple tools. If we persevere through its uncomfortableness, we will often find that the time we're spent with someone is rewarding due to the quality of conversation, which may illuminate interesting facts perhaps, or inspire us to greater things, or just satisfy our curiosity about how others perceive the world. Now I'm going to go back to an example that I used on our first podcast where Mel and I have just returned from an eight-day cruise. Now a cruise with 3,300 people is an ideal environment in which to practice speaking to people that you haven't met and that you don't know. And I know from my experience on this cruise, I had a coffee with uh, different people and met some really varied people from a musician, a bass player who has a PhD in psychology through to a DJ who is a wedding MC, through to motor mechanics, all sorts of people. And I really enjoyed the variety of conversations and really learning about people and learning how they live and how they perceive the world. And for me, it really enriched my cruise. Now, I noticed, Mal, that when we went on excursions, you were very curious about other cultures. Yes. Yes, I was. Yes, that's right. Um, I I don't know. I I guess there's this blanket, well, I know the narrative of... um, a middle-aged person who lives up in the hills. I know what that looks like. So that that's, I know that picture. Um, and I was willing to, and wanting to explore other cultures. I haven't traveled very much. So, um, I was really quite keen and, um, to, to just get a bit more of a touch and a feel for, um, the other people. And, um, 
what their life's like and and you know walking around going okay so living here you know what would like what is life like and and that comparison to ourselves you know we we um, come from a very wealthy country and um, just just seeing how other people and you know and how entitled our um, citizens can be without how entitlement that is um, and then just seeing how other people are satisfied with the simpler things or, or are they or just how they live, the resources that they have available to them. And, um, yeah, I find those things fascinating. So a sense of curiosity yes. is actually invaluable to meeting new people and to practising the skills yes. for meeting new people. You do have to develop, if it's not innate, within you, you do have to develop a sense of curiosity. Mm. Mm. I was talking to a neighbour the other day who had lived in the area for about six years and for the first time the other day went for a walk around the block. <laughs> God bless him. Um, a sense of curiosity is what will get you to, which will catapult you to speak to other people that you may not have met. And, of course, once once we do it, we always or usually find that it wasn't as scary. That's that's right. That's right. As and, we thought. And some of the things you're going to talk about today, it, it you know, pretend we weren't the people we are, Sam. Mm. Pretend we, you know, were coming at this, you know, with a real fear or a real barrier. Yes. Uh, to, to talking to other people. Now that gets us into lovely segue there, Mel. Thank oh, you for you're that. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> so... You're asking us, you're sitting there wondering, well, yes, 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 we know all this, but how? How do we get through this jungle of awkward silences? Well, I'm glad you asked because there are actually three main tools that we can take with us through the jungle and obviously we have to practice them. We can't just walk with them. So tool one, tool one is mirroring. If we meet someone new and we want to quickly build rapport, mirror their seating position, mirror their posture, Mirror their body angle, their gestures, expressions, tone of voice. This will make the other person feel at ease in your company because they see themselves reflected in you. So if somebody was sitting opposite you and they cross their legs in a certain direction, you cross your legs in that direction as well. Things like that. If they cross their arms, you cross your arms. Just do what they do and if you see them doing it back to you, if you've crossed your arms first and they then cross their arms involuntarily or subconsciously, you know that you have rapport with them. Yeah, you've built, you're, you're building those connections. And, exactly. And also the use of language. Yes. Gosh, how that can and play a big part in, in your conversation and Definitely. that connection that you have. If you're, um, you know, meeting somebody at their level or they you're they're you're able to meet at this nice comfortable space for both of you to be able to get your messages across because really yeah. conversation is the art of um transferring messages isn't it yes and, and definitely yeah. and even the tone of voice yeah uh, if you match that as well tone of voice but language definitely mm. if you match the language then you're mirroring someone so you you've building rapport so you can go tick one, that's fantastic. 
once you've got rapport with somebody, then you need some conversation starters. So imagine you're invited to a party and ask, after asking the usual, so what do you do or do you live around here questions? You or can... are you busy? <laughs> or are you busy? Yes, thank you. You can pretend that you're a chat show host. Remember, imagine that you're a David Letterman or someone else like that and try one of the following questions to break the ice and really get connected. So you ready? Here comes some of the openers that you can say. <gasps> Number one, what kind of movies do you like? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> no. Oh, sorry, that wasn't a question for me, was it? <laughs> asking okay. you, Mel. <laughs> we could be here for days. Uh, second opener could be, what is the most memorable place you've been to mm -hmm. and perhaps why? Or did you see the match last night? Or do you have a favourite celebrity chef? I know I love Gordon Ramsay, The Kitchen Nightmares. Oh, oh. gosh, he just goes off of them. Scary. Scary. Or have you ever taken an adventure holiday? Oh, that's another one, yeah. Find details about that. Or do you speak any foreign languages? That's, gee, that's a question that you rarely are asked as an mm. opening line, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. And I guess that would come in, well, it's chicken and egg, isn't it? Mm. Um, you know, someone's ethnicity. Yes. You know, if, yes. if you know, oh, what country, you, you hear a slight accent, oh, what country do yes. you come from? And yes. Tell me about that. Yeah, tell me about that. Or what activity do you enjoy doing the most when you're not working? Uh, which book have you read that was the most memorable to you? Mm. For for whatever reason, you you loved it or you hated it, or who was your best teacher at school? That's an unusual opening line, isn't it? Walking up to somebody and saying, "Who was your best teacher at school?" That could be the high school reunion kind of question. <laughs> I think otherwise, everyone would be going. Yeah. Well, you either have the piece of people who go, "Oh, straight up, I know this, this, yes. this," and, and "Oh, this is why," and other people go. <laughs> No, didn't like school. So you may have to pick you, yeah. pick the right environment yeah. for that question. So that comes with a disclaimer, that question. Uh, do you use Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> well, that may backfire because they, if they say no, then you, you've got to have a follow-up mm, mm. plan, follow-up question why? for that one. Why? Tell me about yes, that. Yes, you could ask why. Mm. Why don't you? Or and, and the last one I have noted down after my hours of research if you had plenty of money, would you buy a seat on Richard Branson's spaceship? <laughs> <laughs> well, that could open up a can of worms, Gosh. couldn't it? Because then, well, that's the idea to open the can of worms, though, mm. because then you could mm. talk about all sorts of things from Richard Branson himself, whether you like him or don't like him, to the uh, rigours of travelling in space and whether we should be doing is it morally Morally right? Is it the right time? Is it even necessary? All those kinds of, all those kinds of uh, things could lead from that one question. But the key is to remember to stay in chat show host mode and keep listening, and then ask follow up questions such as, "Well, what was it like when you did that?" Mm. Or "How did it affect you when you went into that cave?" Or "Are you planning to do that or go there again?" So. You have to stay in chat show mode and chat show host mode. Wow, that's a mouthful. Try again. Oh, <laughs> chat sorry. show host mode and show a sense of curiosity. Curiosity will get you there. 
So that's the second tool. So the third tool, I'm glad you asked, is actually very simple. Give someone a compliment, especially women. If you give a woman a genuine compliment, even woman to woman, Mm -hmm. it opens up a line of trust, if you like, a line of mutual respect, and the other person is more likely to open up and want to respond to you. Yeah, I can, I can see that happening. And, and I'm even also looking at your conversation starters, just thinking, mm. well, these are really quite targeted questions, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yes. To find out about that person, to find out delving, they're delving a little bit deeper. So that person is not there having to talk about the other people in their life. It's it's about their um, themselves, their their opinions, their thoughts. So the same thing with the and it's really making that other person feel listened to. Definitely. And I, I must say I did learn that being a life coach that it's very important and very, very satisfying for people to be asked questions that dig a little deeper than just the superficial how you going, mate, mm. or are you busy, or what do you do for a living. So, for example, coming back from our cruise, it would be great if people asked, well, what, what in particular did you enjoy about the cruise? Yeah. And let's say I said, well, I enjoyed meeting people. And they asked, well, what did you talk about? And I said, oh, a range of subjects, but in particular music. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. So what what was it about music that you spoke about? Oh, is it, and you see, just going down the levels, if you like, and asking targeted questions, as you say, just gets out more information and keeps keeps the conversation going. And it's just a asking questions is just a very, very easy way to open conversations with people. Mm. There can be broad questions, but specific questions, I think, like the ones that we've just read out, can really bring out some information that may not have been brought out with a general question and can really lead on to other. Kind of a deeper connection. Yes. And and kind of um, allow the other person to feel safe and that you're a safe and trusted person yeah that you know oh I do want to speak to them oh I've got something to say or yeah, yeah. oh wow exactly and that, and that surprise that oh someone is curious about me yes yes that because can... let's face it there aren't many times when people will actually spend a decent amount of time with us asking us questions yes it's, it's the general Monday morning at work oh yes. how was your weekend and then you just go yeah good thanks yes and it's just this Blanket is done. That's a classic, mm. isn't it? Yeah, good, thanks. Well, why was it good? Tell me about it. Mm. What made it good? What was the best part of it? Kind of like you did if you, if you have children, like we did with the children when they came home from school. Yeah. So how was your day, Matilda or Jenny or Bill? I'm not going to go through names. I'm going to get your... the dictionary out here now, everyone. <laughs> how was your day? And then they just went, the obligatory good. Yeah. Well, what was good about it? Yeah. What was, what was best your best part, part of day? Mm, yeah. Exactly. What didn't go so well for yes. you? Or what did go well? Yes. Yeah. Things like that. So how do you know that we're out of the jungle of awkward silences? Well, you have 
pretty much signals when you're having a flowing conversation with somebody and that you're confident, you feel confident that you can walk up to the next stranger at the next party and do it all again, as Mel says, rinse and repeat, because at the end of it, it's just a strategy that we're using. And when we find a strategy that works, you can just keep using the same strategy on different people. So that's a wrap from Mel and I. And as always, you can find maps on other interesting topics on the Midlife Maps website. Thanks for listening. And as you continue to navigate midlife, remember the profound words from Guns N' Roses. Welcome to the jungle. Bye. (laughs) 